I'm Father Dwight Longenecker. Thank you for listening to More Christianity. More Christianity is the book I've written to share the Catholic faith with evangelical Christians. And so we go through the different doctrines of the Catholic faith and explain them to evangelicals in a friendly way, not saying we're right, you're wrong, but affirming everything which is good about their sincere devotion to Jesus Christ, but summoning them to come further up and further in and to share in the fullness of the Christian faith in the Catholic Church. More Christianity is available to purchase from my website, DwightLongenecker.com. Go there and look for that and take a minute to browse my other books as well. And now, let's get started with more Christianity. Welcome to More Christianity. I'm Father Dwight Longenecker. This is the program where we explore the fullness of the Christian faith in the Catholic Church. To do that, we have a different guest every week, and we just have a conversation about their Catholic life. Sometimes it'll be a priest or a religious. It can be a layperson, someone who's founded or runs an apostolate, someone involved full-time or part-time with the passion of their life, which is their Catholic faith, and helping to communicate that through the new evangelization and through our life together as Catholics. Today, my guest is Angela Calabro. Angela works right in the midst of Hollywood in an office on the famous Sunset Boulevard and she works with a Catholic apostolate there, which is called Family Theatre Productions. Angela, welcome to More Christianity. Hi, Father. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be talking to you today and speaking to someone from home. Well, there you are in L.A., and here I am in Greenville, South Carolina, and I know we've met many, many times both here and there. And one of the things which, of course, must be fascinating is that when you're back here in South Carolina, do you sort of brag that up a little bit and say, well, I work in Hollywood? Is that one of the things that you do? <laughs> I don't brag too much. I mean, <laughs> most people go, oh, L.A., ah, but then L.A. is so great, and I think when people come out here and they see what it has to offer, they change their minds a little bit and go, oh, wow, you know, it's not so bad. <laughs> There's a lot of good going on out there. <laughs> well, they say it's not so better. They say it's it's worse than I thought. <laughs> One of the, one of the <laughs> I two. think it depends on the person. <laughs> right. Well, certainly my first visit to Los Angeles was actually to work with you and visit Family Theater Productions and talk with some mm-hmm. people in the film industry. And I remember that visit, I think, and remembering how vast Los Angeles is and how much it's really yes. just a sprawling American city. And all the so-called glamour of Hollywood uh, didn't really seem to be there. Instead, it just seemed like a really busy, hustling, bustling place. Nevertheless, you do have your offices right there on Sunset Boulevard. And I know that um, in your work there, you and uh, Father Willie Raymond, whom you work with and, uh, and others, mm-hmm. do have good relationships with people in the film industry. Uh, who are some of those people that you've met and that you've seen come across into the, the, the orbit of family theater productions? Oh, wow. Uh, Eduardo Verostegui is a big friend of ours. A lot of people know him from the film Bella. Mm-hmm. That was a big pro-life film a few years ago. And uh, Matt Marsden, I don't know if you've heard of him, but he's been in a lot of films like um, Rambo and Atlas Shrugged, and he's a great friend of ours. And I met Martin Sheen here once, a friend of Father Willie's, and I was introduced to him. And Jim Caviezel, he comes to Mass at our office on occasion when he's in town. Very nice guy. So we do have a lot of contacts with 
people who are very into their faith out here and who also work in the industry. And the film industry is is huge. And of course, for every famous Mm -hmm. face that's up there on the screen, there are hundreds, thousands of people behind the scenes trying to make the whole magic of of movies come, come true. And I'm sure that your work there with Family Theater Productions involves an awful lot of other people who are in the business but not up on the screen. Is that right? Oh, absolutely. We have an outreach program to Catholics who are in the industry. So we try to be kind of a, um, a hub for those who are in the industry as far as acting, directing, editing, PAs, anyone who wants to get involved in the industry. They come here, they meet each other, they support each other in their faith. So Family Theater Productions, tell us a little bit about the history of this Catholic apostolate, which is located right there in the heart of Hollywood on Sunset Boulevard. Sure. Father Patrick Payton, you may know him as the Rosary Priest. He founded us in 1947, and we originally started with radio dramas. And he came out here to start a company that was dedicated to Mary that could uh, really foster family prayer. And so he started this company, and he called. He just started cold calling all of these celebrities. Um, Jimmy Stewart was in our very first one of our radio drama. So he would just call them up, cold call these celebrities, and he'd be like, hey, I want you to be in my radio drama. And they would say, okay, Father, sure. <laughs> and not even they weren't even necessarily Catholic. They just uh-huh. wanted to help him in his ministry because they liked him personally, and they thought what he was trying to do was a good cause. And so they would donate their time, and they would just record these radio dramas, and they were once a week on primetime radio and uh, on the Mutual Network, and it just started from there. And over the years, we've we've gone into television now as well, and um, Internet, of course, um, with our Internet content. So, um, and that's what we do. We, we, We make programs that entertain and inspire families. In visiting the offices there, it's great to go down in the archives and see all those black and white photographs of those famous yes. film stars behind the microphone doing the radio dramas. There's Jimmy Stewart. I, there's Grace Kelly, isn't mm-hmm. there? Was there Humphrey Bogart? Mm-hmm. Uh, perhaps not. John Wayne, I think, was another one. Uh, oh, who, yes. John some? Wayne, um, Lucille Ball, Bing Crosby, Gene Kelly, Bob Newhart, Ronald Reagan. I mean, anyone you can think of pretty much came through this building at some point to help Father Peyton out. Father Peyton is also well-known, isn't he, as the person who coined the phrase, the family that prays together stays together. Absolutely. That is Father Peyton. And Father Peyton has done that wonderful work. Was he a redemptorist? He was a member of Holy Cross. Uh-huh. Yes, uh, Holy Cross. And they have quite a few uh, schools that you might be aware of throughout the country, uh, Notre Dame being one, mm-hmm. King's College... Stonehill College. There's there's quite a few that they run throughout the U.S. St. Andre, he was Holy Cross. And so the Holy Cross Fathers are a religious order, and are they still in charge of family theater productions? They are. Yes, they are. Uh, Father Willie Raymond is our president. Um, As you know, he just became president, actually. He used to be national director of family theater, Mm -hmm. but he's now become president of Holy Cross Family Ministries, which is a bigger umbrella that we're under. And Father David Guffey is our national director here at Family Theater. And Family Theater Productions, located on Sunset Boulevard, right there in Hollywood. As you've said, Father Peyton was the founding sort of light behind it all. And 
in those early days, recording all of the radio programs with all those famous stars, the whole industry, mm-hmm. of course, has moved on enormously since then. And now we're not only into feature films and television, but also it's the age mm-hmm. of YouTube and instant video, if you like. Anybody with a laptop can record a video and put it up online. What are the advantages and disadvantages, Angela, of this great explosion of media possibilities? Well, the advantage is that anybody has access to it and anybody can do it. The advantage to that, of course, is that we can all evangelize through this new form of media, which is great. We can all um, come up with these great ideas and people can easily access it and learn more about their faith and share their faith. And this is great in the new evangelization. Of course, the downside to that is you may get some things that aren't so great on the internet, but I think it's a great tool for everyone to use to help spread the gospel. I'm talking to Angela Calabro. She works as the social media coordinator at Family Theater Productions, which is located on Sunset Boulevard right there in L.A., in Hollywood. She's been telling us about some of the famous faces that have come to them and work with them in trying to proclaim the gospel through the mass media. You mentioned, Angela, about the potential of YouTube and instant video and all the things which can be put out there, not only being able to produce it in these ways, but also being able to broadcast it through cell phones, through tablets, through the internet, in so many ways, it's all available instantly. You mentioned that this is a good thing because so many can, people can be involved and so many people can access it, uh, but also the, the difficulties that are there of the bad stuff that's coming up, the porn and the political aggression and all sorts of other nastiness that can, that can come through these channels. When we're talking about communicating the gospel, communicating the word of life through film, Where are some Catholics today in Hollywood actually doing something new and something different? It's so difficult to find good media out there, um, especially in film and television. But it's there. You just have to look for it. I mean, this year has been named as, as sort of the year of the Bible. All these biblical ethics have been coming out this year, and some people like them, some people don't. But it's interesting to see how well some of them have done and why, and how not so well some have done and why. Roma Downey and Mark Burnett did that wonderful Bible series that was on the History Channel, and and it was such a huge hit that they turned it into a film, and it was released. It's called Son of God, and that was a huge hit. And uh, we had Noah come out, and people didn't take to it as well. And then, you know, later this year we have a Moses epic coming out. So it'll be interesting to see how that does. And I think it's important for Catholics to really engage the culture and get out there and not make their faith something separate from the culture. And I think there's a tendency to do that sometimes. We need to get in there and mix up with the culture so that we can really promote truth and beauty and goodness, because that's where people are going to see God. I think one of the things that's very important in talking with Barbara Nicolosi and Father Willie and yourself Mm -hmm. and various others involved in the industry is for those who want to be involved to actually respect and listen to those like you who are already in the industry and working there and working hard. It's a very complex, very expensive, very cutthroat kind of business. And I know there are stories about wealthy Christians coming to Tinseltown and saying, hey, I've got some money, I want to make a movie, but they don't know anything about making movies. And 
I sometimes think that the, that money is maybe the movie's a flop because it was a bad movie, even though the message was very good. You must feel like an architect who might have someone come in and say, Hi, well, I've got lots of money. I want to build a beautiful church. Let me tell you how to do it. <laughs> and the, archite- <laughs> the architect would say, well, hang on. No, I want to tell you how to do it. And so right. that's one of the things we have to be aware of in stepping into this media world is that actually the people who write books and publish books, the people who um, write movies and, and make movies and distribute movies, they know their industry and they know how it works. They know how it all needs to be put together. We need to respect those who are actually working in the industry and listen to them and, and take their advice and learn from them and help us to, to help them to, to move things along. Now, you must see there at Family Theater Productions in, in Hollywood, you have a kind of fellowship for Catholics who are there, Catholics who are in the industry. Do you have young people who turn up starry-eyed, fresh out of their high school acting class and, and wanting to... All the time. <laughs> you do, okay. All the time, and yes. How do you help kids like that? Because we all know, don't we, that the ones who you know go from rags to riches and, and make it big are just extremely few of all those who turn up in town. So do you have a bit of a ministry helping those kids and helping those people to find a, a positive way forward? We do. We have an outreach ministry, um, for, especially for young Catholics in the industry, those who want to break in whether, in any aspect of the industry. And we try to give them spiritual support. We have Mass and Rosary every day, all Monday through Friday. We have a Holy Hour for Hollywood every Friday at 3. We have what's known as Prayer and Pasta, which is we have a Holy Hour, and this is once a month. We do a Holy Hour and then a pasta meal and then some kind of presentation regarding faith and the arts. We have Bible studies. We have a women's group. We have all these things for them where they can come in and get spiritual support to help them keep their faith in a very, very brutal industry, mm-hmm. because it, it, it's very difficult. I've seen people come and go. I've been here for 10 years. I've seen people come and go, <laughs> and it's tough. It's really hard, and it's so important to have the sacraments that you're going to on a regular basis and to have other friends, to have a network of friends who are going to support you in sticking with your faith and help you support you mm-hmm. through the industry. When you say it's a brutal industry, you know, you've got to fight hard to get attention and get your place. But why especially do you think it's brutal there in Hollywood? It's a fast-paced town, obviously. It's a, it's a big city. It's um, rejection constantly. I mean, if you're an actor, and I, I give props to all the actors I know because it's a constant rejection. It's just, it's hard, and, it's, you know, it's a very pricey town to live in as well, and, and so you're just trying to get by, and it's, it's tough. It's tough, and you need the support of, of your church and your, your friends. So if you have seen all of this, Angela, and we're talking about uh, mm-hmm. young people who turn up in Hollywood with stars mm-hmm. in their eyes, what's your advice if, if there's a young person out there who hasn't yet got their, bought their uh, ticket, their one-way ticket to L.A.? What are some other things right. you would advise them to do along the path? Well, assuming that they've got talent, they've got enthusiasm, and they have faith, and they want to use it for, for God, which, which way would you direct them? You know, I think coming out here and working in the industry is, is a calling, like any, any job and any vocation. And so I would say, you know, discern whether or not this is where God is calling you, because He will give you what you need to do it. So certainly prayer is number one, and stick close to Jesus 
and let him be your strength. And then, you know, certainly be prepared, you know, mentally prepared for being out here. And, you know, things don't happen overnight. So people need to to really understand that and be ready for that. And that's the advice I would give. Thank you. I'm talking with Angela Calabro. This is More Christianity the program where we explore the fullness of the Christian faith in the Catholic Church. Angela works as the social media director at Family Theater Ministries in Hollywood on Sunset Boulevard. It's a a Catholic apostolate that's been established for a long time, helping to minister to Catholics and other Christians who are involved in the, the film industry, in the media industry, trying to reach out, offer spiritual support, and helping to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. One of the things which excites me and interests me about the film industry and telling stories generally is that verse in John's Gospel, Angela, where it says the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And don't you agree that, you know, very often that's what stories are trying to do. They're trying to take the Word, they're trying to take the truth, trying to take the beauty and the goodness of our faith and flesh it out uh, and show it uh, in, in real life. Therefore, when we talk about movies how do the people in, in the industry understand making stories come alive like that? Is it the writer who does that job? Is it the actor? Is it the director? How does the word become flesh for us to see it up on the screen? I would hope that everyone involved would understand the process of that because it's so important to be able to bring a story to life for all to see it. I'm not sure in some cases everybody understands that, which I think when you have a production that does, I think those are the ones that are most successful when there's a story and people understand it because that's what draws someone to go and see it. So I, w- I would hope that, that that's the case. Um, probably not in all cases that doesn't happen, and those are the times when things aren't as successful as maybe they could have been. So you think a successful um, film is one where the actors, the director, the writer, uh, everybody along the whole production path has a clear idea of how this message or how the story they're trying to tell gets fleshed out in the, how the message they're trying to tell gets fleshed out in the story that's being communicated. You said that Noah, for instance, didn't succeed very well, mm-hmm. whereas the Son of God movie did. Why is that? I, I know theater uh, movie people keep scratching their head saying, hey, we made another Bible movie and one flopped and one didn't. So <laughs> they try to figure this out all the time themselves. What's the chemistry of making it work? I think that's the million-dollar question everyone's trying to figure out. <laughs> I personally like to know it. I can see where people would have issues with it. And maybe it was that people didn't understand the story so much with it, um, and it wasn't the story that they thought they knew. Of course, that was the filmmaker's prerogative on that, to make the story the way they wanted. But everybody knows the story of Jesus, and it touches them. And it is the greatest story ever told, right? So... <laughs> You know, everyone can relate to that. So, of course, they're going to go out and see a film about his life. So, yeah, story is key. It's it's critical. It's If you don't have the best story, it's just not going to touch people on a level that you need to touch them at to draw them to the theater. I remember when I was doing some studying script writing and trying to figure out what God wanted me to do when I left the Anglican Church. And... Uh, it was a fascinating study to try to understand how movies work and, and what the chemistry is. And my uh, screenwriting teacher said that at the end of the day, the chemistry is very difficult. It is very, it's, it's not, a, it's an art. It's not a science. It's, it's difficult to work out. He said, but I'll tell you what works. 
He says, and what works is that not only must the story flesh out truth, the story has to be directed towards an opening in the heart. And he said it has to touch the heart in some way, but it has to touch in a deeper way than just superficially touching the emotions. In other words, he was saying, you can right. throw you can throw in some puppy dogs and kittens and grandpas and grandmas <laughs> and little babies and sunsets right. <laughs> and all that sugar and spice. And But that's not touching the heart. That's just giving people an awe moment. And he said, you, right. what we're trying to get at here, he said in, in, in writing scripts, was how can you actually get it down even deeper than that into a moment where the entire movie focuses down into this little opening of the heart where people are really genuinely touched and moved and and brought to the point of a kind of awe and wonder. He said, now that is really, really difficult. And then he laughed and he told us, he says, if you can deliver that, he said, you're going to have Hollywood eating out of your hand. (laughs) (laughs) And he was trying to share with us how difficult this whole idea of writing movies and making movies must be. He went on to say that the script, the actors, the director, the music directors, the sound effects men, the special effects, everything he said in the movie has to focus towards that little heart moment. I thought that was a really interesting insight. And maybe that's what makes m- movies succeed or, or fail. It doesn't matter whether they're science fiction or whether they're a rom-com or whether they're, you know, a horror flick or a, a fantasy movie or whatever. If you can get that moment, you've got it. That being said, Angela, that we're aiming for that heart moment in the movies, this is where movie making also transcends any kind of specific religious belief. It might be Catholic, it might be Protestant, it might be anything, uh, any kind of theological background of the movie maker, but if they can open up that heart of the human being to truth, beauty, and goodness, as you mentioned before— then surely for Catholics, we're saying that movie is successful. It doesn't have to be a Bible movie. It doesn't have to be a movie about a saint. Lots and lots of movies open up that heart moment, which makes you say, oh, wow, these are the movies that people watch over and over and over again. In your experience, which movies do that the best? I'm putting you on the spot here a little bit. (laughs) Which movies do I like the best? You know, for me, I think some of the best ones are, are... More of the older films, like It's a Wonderful Life, that one. Uh, the Sound of Music is my all-time favorite film. Um, uh, currently, oh, <laughs> that's even harder because there aren't a lot out there right now. But which ones do you think, Father? <laughs> <laughs> it's difficult to say, isn't it? But I, I'm thinking of two off the top of my head, and one of them is uh, the Tom Hanks movie uh, Saving Private Ryan. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. That one gets me every time. There's a moment there where the Tom Hanks character, Sergeant Miller, lays down his life to save Mm -hmm. this young soldier. And there's so many Christian echoes running through the whole movie. They they go into uh, enemy territory in World War II to try to find this young private and send him home because his mom's already lost three of their boys in the war. And it's just a, a real fantastic movie about humanity and about war and sacrifice. And um, that'll get you every time. It open up, opens up that heart moment. I think Steven Spielberg is especially good at that in, in a lot of his movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the other one which I always come back to, which, which does it successfully, is Shawshank Redemption. That's a tough, gritty prison drama, and it's not for the, for the, 
the squeamish, there's some stuff in there, some violence and some language, which I can't recommend for the younger family members. But for a mature audience to to watch that, there's uh, the theme of the movie is hope. uh, And it opens up with a heart moment at the end, which is just really a, uh, a memorable moment and one which has made Shawshank Redemption apparently one of the most rewatched movies of all time that people go back to it time and time again because they, they get that, that surge, they get that heart moment, which is so important. I'm talking to Angela Calabro, who works at Family Theater Productions in Hollywood. She works with people who are coming there and trying to find their way in the industry and offering spiritual support and help for them. Uh, Angela, we're going to draw the program to a close here in just a minute. I want to remind our listeners to go to my website, dwightlongenecker.com. I've written a fair few film reviews there on my blog. And there's various of my writings you might want to research and look into. Browse my books, be in touch, follow my Twitter feed and my blog, and um, also listen to the archive programs of More Christianity. Angela, we're going to close the program here in just a minute. Can you tell us a little bit more about the projects that Family Theater Production have got on the slate right now and how our listeners can get in touch with you and learn more about what you're doing? Sure. We are working on some half-hour teen dramas right now. Uh, We just finished shooting one that will be ready for release in October, which we're very excited about. It's on the mystery of the Eucharist. And then uh, we have two others that we are shooting in October as well, so we're very excited about that. And to learn more about what we're doing, uh, you can go to our website, which is www.familytheater.org. And you can also like us on Facebook, which is, you know, what I do all day. <laughs> um, I, uh, go to Facebook and, and learn more about our projects there. And you, also on our website, uh, it can take you to our blog, which we have movie reviews and other information about all the projects that we're doing right now. Thank you, Angela Calabro, who's been my guest today on More Christianity. I want to take a moment and remind our listeners about my blog, Standing on My Head. It's called Standing on My Head in reference to a quote by G.K. Chesterton that a scene is very often more clearly seen when it is seen upside down. The gospel turns everything upside down, and so I write about current events, church matters, things in the Church of England, things in the Catholic Church, things in the world generally, and try to stand them on their head so that we have a gospel perspective. So, Go to my blog, Standing on My Head, and read it every day, bookmark it, and come and visit me there. Have you read my book, Catholicism, Pure and Simple? My friend Joseph Pierce has said this book does for Catholicism what C.S. Lewis did for mere Christianity. What I've tried to do in Catholicism, Pure and Simple, is write an introduction to the Catholic faith, beginning with arguments for God, and moving right through to Jesus, the Holy Spirit, the Church, the sacraments, And to write this in a way which is free of theological jargon and ecclesiastical jargon and footnotes and references to academic books so that anybody can pick it up and have a refresher in their Catholic faith and share the book also with others who need to realize the arguments for God and the arguments for the truth of the Catholic faith. So if you'd like to learn more about Catholicism, pure and simple, you can look for it on my website, dwightlongenecker.com. Just go there, click through, and you can buy a hard copy. And also it's available as an e-book. 